0: As I mentioned earlier, Francis, uh, in my college classes, we've been all over talking this—the uh, ethics and and the uh, management issues uh, behind the FTX collapse. Uh, what's your take? It's pretty straightforward. It's all about money and how money is qualified, quantified, and managed. The history of money since we were trading seashells—you know, thousands and thousands of years ago or food and other things, is all about stability and making sure that what I'm presenting to you as money, you recognize as being equal to the value of what you're selling to me. So if it's a dollar, you know what you think a dollar is worth, and we exchange goods or services based on that dollar. The history of money has been about stabilizing this process, and the biggest event was probably the creation of the Bank of England in 1694, the first central bank, and the first bank to start to regulate money supply on a normal basis, which created the economic stability that allowed Britain to defeat, first of all, Louis XIV, the Sun King, and then a century later to defeat Napoleon. A result, we all speak English today. So Managing money is vital to human evolution and existence, and we cannot have any business, nothing, without a a well-managed monetary system. But we have had failures in the past. The most spectacular is probably the Dutch tulip crisis of 1634, when the Dutch started buying the equivalent of cryptocurrency, tulip bulbs. And for some reason, they went nuts for the value of tulip bulbs. And the value of tulip bulbs went through the roof until suddenly it became apparent that tulip bulbs were just tulip bulbs. They weren't worth anything. Uh, They were not fungible. And what we have today is something that's absolutely parallel, uh, except perhaps on a much, much larger scale. The cryptocurrencies are often called non-fungible tokens. Well, if they're not fungible, they're not fungible. And it's as simple as that. And they're really related to nothing. They have no inherent value. There's not anything about them uh, that causes them to be created. You know, when you uh, borrow money on a credit card, the credit card company has looked at your work your patterns, your assets, your liabilities, and is taking a calculated bet that you'll be worth the money that you're putting down your card for. And when you hand over cash, people can look at it and say, oh, there it is. You know, that's real money, and they will accept it and give you the service you're buying. Those tokens, if you like, are fungible a dollar bill, a pound sterling, a yen, fungible tokens. They're worth something real. The problem with people like FTX is that they had non fungible tokens. These things weren't worth anything, they have no value whatever. They're not created by any value creation. Uh, There was no labor value involved. Um, Oh, yes, we hear about Bitcoin mining. No, but real mining is for, you know, metals like nickel and copper, and it's worth something. You know, mining on the cloud is scarcely creating real resources that are fungible and tradable. So this is the cause of the problem. Now, it turns out But if you look carefully at blockchain and its distributed ledger technology, it is a powerful engine of fungible tokens. If you look at the information cost velocity curve and imagine uh, my favorite example is your light bulb attached to a processor powerful enough to host a blockchain mini bank, which is inevitable by the end of this decade, suddenly, You can buy and sell electricity in background mode. Suddenly, that mini bank attached to your device turns all the assets that it touches into fungible assets. One way to think of this is you can Uberize everything that set of uh, distributed ledgers touches that unleashes huge amounts of value, just as Uber uh, unleashed value from automobiles and Airbnb from homes that wasn't touchable before. No one, you couldn't do it. So now we have a situation where with fungible tokens and we have an innovator OmniMesh that has a patent to attach these uh, blockchain mini banks to wireless devices, whatever they are now, whatever they become. Suddenly everything the wireless network touches, it's fungible in ways that we never imagined before. Now, uh, there's a great Israeli company that I'm anxious to get on Future Creators TV called Halo, which has an artificial intelligence platform. You start dropping artificial intelligence onto fungible token engines at a massive scale, and we have economic opportunities that are simply unbelievable. But this FTX thing, was just an absolute crock. And anyone who believed in it, I don't even know. I can't even, it's it's nuts. And those of us who study the history of money recognized instantly that this was going to be a problem and sure enough, problem it was. So now, the now former CEO, uh, Bankman Freed, um, claims that he apparently had no idea this was going to happen uh, in, in What's your uh, your take on that? It's pretty straightforward. One of the reasons why we evolved the central banking system from the Bank of England forward through to the Fed and the International Monetary Fund is to make sure we do know what happened. It's exactly the concept. Uh, for someone in his position to say he doesn't know what happened to all those ridiculous number of billions of dollars, what is it, 30 billion or something? Yeah. He doesn't know what happened to 30 billion dollars? Uh, that's crazy. Uh, can you imagine? Robert, if you said, I don't know what happened to my 30 billion, <laughs> I mean, really, can, you, can you, you just hear Jeff Bezos saying, oh, I, I lost 30 billion somewhere. I don't know where it is. Well, no. It's all about control, management, knowing where you are and what's going on. This kind of completely ignorant, you know, it's either it's either a very bad joke or it's a fraud. And I think the authorities will have to decide at some point. Very well. Well, tune into our next podcast where we'll revisit the AT&T Time Warner merger. Thanks, Francis. Thanks, Robert.